save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Star Wars 7 by 7 episode 710. Today we're looking at what we've learned about the Resistance thanks to the novel Star Wars Bloodline by Claudia Gray that came out last month. And we know very little, but we know something very significant and important. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, this is Trisha Barr, author of Ultimate Star Wars and host of Fangirls Going Rogue, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and I should let you know from the get-go that we are in spoiler territory. So if you have not read Star Wars Bloodline and intend to, then you will not want to listen to this podcast just yet. You'll want to save it for a later date. If, however, you have read Bloodline or you haven't read it and you don't plan on it, but you still want to know what's been going on with the Republic and the Resistance and get some insight into the events leading up to The Force Awakens, then this is the podcast for you. So let's get going. First, to sum things up as far as the New Republic goes, and it's worth doing because that's sort of what leads to the Resistance happening in the first place. The New Republic government is pretty much gridlocked and starting to become a great partisan divide between a group that has become known as the populists and a group that has become known as the centrists. Now you can probably figure out which group likes which type of government, but we'll give it to you anyway. The centrists, of course, favor a centralized, authoritative role of government in the galaxy, whereas the populists like a more decentralized and representative role of government in the galaxy. And naturally, Princess Leia falls on the populist side of things because she's seen what looks to be a centrist government in the form of Chancellor Palpatine becoming Emperor Palpatine, becoming the Galactic Empire. That was a centrist government for all intents and purposes until it was ultimately dissolved. So she wants none of that. So she is on the populist side of things. But with everything so polarized and without an authoritative figure at least involved, like Mon Mothma had been, who is no longer the Chancellor of the New Republic, then things just sort of devolved into partisan bickering and gridlock and all that fun, terrible stuff. So the centrists decide that they want to suggest the idea of having a first senator who is basically an authoritative figure in the vein of Mon Mothma, and Princess Leia is ultimately put up for the position on the populist side of things. But she, of course, becomes discredited as part of the whole Darth Vader is her father situation, and the person who steps up for the role ends up getting assassinated, which is its own long story that we might get into a little bit later. But ultimately, the whole first senator thing gets bogged down and put off by the time the novel ends. And with Princess Leia disgraced and no longer serving as a senator, and her friend and ally from the other side of the aisle, or at least her former friend and ally, who then repents after the terrible things he does to her, that's Ransom Castorfo, 
She ends up deciding that this republic is for the birds and decides to walk away from it all. So she puts in a call to some old friends and gathers them together in a spaceport hangar just out of the way on Hosnian Prime. And that group of people includes Nian Num and Admiral Akbar, who's up in his 80s, I believe they said, and yet still ready to dive into battle if needed. And Major Emot, who is the long-haired guy you saw in the Resistance base on Dakar in The Force Awakens and who has shown up a couple of times prominently in some of the uh, Expanded Universe stuff, the new Expanded Universe stuff, I should say, Smuggler's Run and also Moving Target, for example. And some younger pilots as well, including Greer Sonnell, who up to that point had been her executive assistant while she was serving in the Senate, and prior to that had been racing and raced with Han Solo and had been trained by Han Solo until she got a case of bloodburn and then had to forego her spacefaring ways. And also another guy named Joff Seastriker, who is a pilot that served with Princess Leia on a couple of the missions that happened in Star Wars Bloodline. And one other pilot gets name-checked, which is a kind of fun little thing, Snap Wexley. Snap, of course, first appearing in Star Wars Aftermath, the novel by Chuck Wendig that takes place six months after Return of the Jedi, and then, even more famously, showing up in The Force Awakens, played by Greg Grunberg, and was one of the seven pilots that survived the attack on Starkiller Base, and was also, sadly, the guy who went on the reconnaissance mission to Starkiller and then got tracked back to Dakar. Bad snap. Bad snap. Putting everybody in jeopardy like that. And the other one they mention is Harder Colonia. That's the Dr. Colonia that we see in The Force Awakens who's tending to Chewie's wounds and has such an incredible bedside manner and totally disarming the Wookiee. There's also a Zari Bangel, or Bangel, B-A-N-G-E-L, who's mentioned as being part of this group, though there's a conversation that happens earlier in the novel with a couple other characters, including Elo Asti from The Force Awakens and another guy named Ledene. L-E-D-A-N-E-Y, that's the only name that's given for that character. And it does mention that there are other pilots, quote-unquote, who are assembled in this hangar for this initial meeting of the Resistance, but those two, uh, excuse me, Eloasti and Ledene, are not mentioned as being part of that set, but they certainly seem to be ones that Joss Seastriker was intending on keeping tabs on in case something like this Resistance meetup actually happened. All right, so let's talk about what it says about the resistance and the start of it and Leia's thinking on the subject. It talks about the hangar that she's rented and says it wouldn't serve their purposes for long. She would have to think bigger, hide deeper, and go farther. For now, however, they only needed a place to begin, and that was that hangar that's out of the way in the capital city of Hosnian Prime. And what Leia says when Joff says that we're ready for the excitement and all this stuff, and she says, don't speak too soon. Every one of you has to fully understand that this movement, this organization is not sanctioned by the Galactic Senate. For now and possibly forever, we operate beyond government control. That may mean bending some laws and breaking others, to which Admiral Akbar says, never stopped us before. And Leia says she's scanning the room. Their people trusted her. They're ready. Finally, she was ready to... The sun is setting on the New Republic, Leia said. It's time for the Resistance to rise. Those are, in fact, the last words of the novel itself. And so we learn that the Resistance begins six years before The Force Awakens, with a core group of officers including Nian Num and Admiral Akbar and Major Emot, 
and a core group of pilots including Joff Seastriker and Greer Sonnel, Snap Wexley, Zari Bangel, and possibly a couple others, possibly Elo Asti, in fact. But not Poe Dameron, in fact, we know from the collection of short stories Before the Awakening that Poe does not join the Resistance for another five years at least. It's actually less than a year before The Force Awakens that he becomes part of the Resistance and that he's been flying for the Republic in the meantime. So it's going to be a grand irony, of course, when the First Order gets overthrown by the Resistance that that they're the ones that caused the resistance to show up in the first place, considering that it is secret First Order sympathizers within the centrist group in the Senate. They're the ones that actually smeared Princess Leia with the news of Darth Vader being her father, getting her disgraced and removed from senatorial life when she was still committed to try to work in improving the Senate and keeping the Republic together. But you know, after all that went down, well, there was no reason for her to stay. It was already just rotten and corrupt and gridlocked and useless to begin with. And so they actually did her a favor getting her out of the Senate and getting her into the resistance. And it's going to end up biting them in the butt. I know it. And that right there in a nutshell is everything you need to know about how the resistance came to be. Hey, Rebel Rouser. You're listening to this podcast. Maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story, too. Luckily, we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles. Anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com SW7X7. All right, I've got your trivia question right here for you. You might need this. Last time we asked you who was the first to spot the impending arrival of the First Order on Jakku, and that was BB-8. Today's question, who was the first to spot the impending arrival of the First Order on Takadana? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you fire at will, Commander... Check out SW7X7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'd be spectacularly grateful if you put a little something in the tip jar at Patreon.com SW7X7. It's not just fully armed and operational, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7 We hope you love it.